find our seats today. And good to be here and good to be in the house of the Lord. What an amazing time of worship we had this morning. Let me enjoy just worshiping the Lord. Isn't it great? Come together and lift up the name of Jesus, especially on a day like today. I want to wish everyone here a Merry Christmas. Hey, Merry Christmas Eve. Those of you watching online, we want to welcome you in. Thank you for joining us as well this Christmas season. A couple quick announcements before we jump into the Word. The first thing is this. All of our kids, from all of our e-kids are going to be staying in the service today. And they have the wonderful opportunity to listen to me preach to them. So I'm going to make this short today. All right? So I'm going to keep them happy and keep, them in, uh, keep their, their, their attention as long as I can. But a couple quick announcements is this. Number one, the first announcement is on January the 3rd. That's Wednesday. It's the first Wednesday in the new year. We are going to host a first Wednesday service here. And we have a man coming to speak that at night. His name is Josiah O'Neill. He's from Defining Truth. And uh, how many know in a world full of lies and a world full of chaos, we need some truth. And uh, we've invited Josiah here, and uh, he's, he's just completed a, a book called, called uh, Defining Truth. He's going to share that with us. He'll have that available that night. But I promise you won't want to miss this first Wednesday service. We haven't had one in a while, and so we're excited about it. So invite some friends. We have some flyers available. Invite some friends. Get some people out on a Wednesday night, first Wednesday in the new year. Uh, uh, it's going to be a tremendous time. The other announcement is that same week on that Saturday, uh, Saturday actually falls on January 6th, and uh, J January 6th is kind of infamous for all kinds of reasons, and so we decided to join in with it, and we're going to have a men's breakfast, and we've called it Insurrection, all right? And so... <laughs> We're going to have the insurrection men's breakfast here, and uh, I promise you don't, all, all the men in this place, you don't want to miss that Saturday. There's going to be all kinds of crazy things going on in the morning. We're going to gather across the street at the vault at 9 a.m., and uh, I, know, I know we're going to have an amazing breakfast, but there's also going to be all kinds of other things going on. You don't want to miss this. And as Natisha was sharing, how many enjoyed hearing from Gabriel and Natisha this morning? How amazing was that? But Natisha mentioned, as she did her reading this morning, she mentioned that our worship team came out with a song, the song you heard it this morning. Uh, that's an original um, Christmas song that our team put together. It is available streaming on all platforms for free. There actually is a, a scan code in the, in the foyer. Make sure, make sure you scan that and get it, get it available to you to for download so that... Tomorrow, during Christmas and tonight, uh, you can enjoy a worship song right, here, right from, from your worship team right here at Elevate Ministries. Get that. Because after Christmas, the Christmas songs are over. Over. I'm done. I'm done with it. All right? I'm done rocking around the Christmas tree. Okay? Finished. So we'll do two more days, and, and that's going to be it, all right? Uh, we're going to jump right into the message, but one of, I, I, think, I, I think Christmas, we, we do talk about gift giving and, and uh, giving and exchanging gifts, and I think today it was kind of a gift to walk in and see Dave and Casey Macias here. That, we haven't seen them, and especially and the whole family. See the whole family here. That's a real gift to us. So thank you guys for being here. I also turned around and saw Sierra here. I saw Sierra sitting there. That's also, I mean, I look around and there's people, people visiting from out of state and joining with us at, at, in the house of the Lord. And that's, that's always a, a, a blessing to us. And we want to welcome everyone here that maybe you're, maybe you're visiting from out of town and visiting family and you've come. Maybe this is your first time here at Elevate. We want to thank you for being here with us and uh, celebrating Christmas with us. 
morning. I want to minister a message that I've entitled Wise Gifts, Wise Gifts, and uh, I know that all of us in here have different traditions when it comes to gift giving. I, I, I think it's awesome that, that as, as families, we, we get to, once you get married, you get to establish your own Christmas traditions. You no longer have to do it the way your family's always done it. I mean, some of us, we kind of continue uh, traditions throughout our family heritage. But, but I think when, when you get married, you establish your own family, and it gives you the opportunity to kind of create some new, new traditions, gift-giving traditions. And I think it's, it's interesting how, how, many, how, how, how everybody's gift-giving traditions are so different. So I know some of you tonight, many of you tonight, at once the clock strikes midnight, that's when you guys are going to go for it. And I I don't understand that because that's when Santa comes. Like Santa's showing up about that time. How, how in the world can you exchange gifts? How did he get there? How did he come down the chimney? I, 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 just, I just don't really get it. But, but I know some of you are going you're gonna, to you're gonna exchange gifts tonight and you're going to stay up late and have a great time. But for us, uh, us other people, we're going to get up on, on tomorrow morning, Christmas morning, and we're going we're gonna to be, be in our comfortable clothes and we're going we're gonna to give and exchange gifts around a Christmas tree. And, and I know that some of you, it's just going to be a chaos. Like once gifts start being opened, it's like paper everywhere. No one knows what's going on. It's like a cloud. And, and, then, and then the dust settles and you're able to share what you got. Well, some of us are more orderly. We do it one at a time. You know, we, we acknowledge each gift. We thank each other personally. And, and, and it takes hours to finally get through the whole ordeal. And, and I, think, I think it's just interesting how different families celebrate in different ways. And and, and, and gifts are different too. Like some, some, some people have huge gifts under the Christmas tree. Like my daughter gave, gave, gave Joseph an, an ice maker so that he could, he could take ice baths. Like that, that, that was yesterday. That, that's kind of an interesting gift, you know. And, but some of us were, are going to get tons of gift cards because no one knows what to get you. And so they'll give you gift cards. And we give all kinds of, of, of we give clothes, we give toys, we give food, we give, give all kinds of things. And, and I think some people are harder to buy for than others. I've been accused of this. Like everybody's like, my, especially my kids, I don't know what to get you. I don't know how, how to help you with that. Like that's, that's on you. Like my parents are difficult to, to, to find something that, that they would enjoy too. So we just decide we're going to give them things that we like. That's what we're going to do. We're going to give them things that we like. And, but, but no matter your family traditions of how you give and how you receive gifts at Christmas, I think we all understand where these, this gift giving came from. This whole idea of gift giving at Christmas, it all originates back to when the wise men were bringing gifts to Jesus as an act of worship to the newborn king. And I think anytime we get around the, the Christmas season, you're hearing the, the, the Bible verses around that story. And, and as I was reading the Christmas story this year, and I think we all should do that. I think it's important that we spend some time. But I was reading the Christmas story and thinking about the, the Christmas story. And, and I just paid close attention to these three wise men. Or, or we, we say there was three, but there was probably more than that. But they came and they were bearing gifts and they were presenting them to Jesus. And I think those gifts, we don't really know what they are. They're, you know, we're talking about gold and frankincense and myrrh, and, and uh, we'll, we'll have our kids bring, you know, 
presenting those things to Jesus in a, in a Christmas play, and we, we've all talked about it. We know those words, but I don't think necessarily we think about what they mean or what, what they actually were. And I, I think there's a lot of symbolism around those gifts, and I want to talk about that with you this morning. Is that okay? Matthew chapter 2, we're going to read verses 1 through 10, the Christmas story, that Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the reign of King Herod. And about that time, some wise men from eastern lands arrived in Jerusalem asking, where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star as it rose, and we've come to worship him. King Herod was deeply disturbed when he heard this, as was everyone in Jerusalem, and he called a meeting of the leading priests and teachers of religious law and asked, where is this Messiah supposed to be born? Well, in Bethlehem, in Judea, they said, for this is what the prophet wrote. And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not least among the ruling cities of Judah, for a ruler will come from you who will be a shepherd for my people Israel. Then Herod called a private meeting with the wise men, and he learned from them the time from which the star first appeared. And he told them, go to Bethlehem and search carefully for the child. And when you find him, come back and tell me so I can worship him too. We know that was a lie, all right? Verse 9. After this interview, the wise men went their way, and the star they had seen in the east guided them to Bethlehem. And it went ahead of them and stopped over the place where the child was. And when they saw the star, they were filled with joy. They entered the house and saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed and worshipped him. And then they opened their treasure chests and gave him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. I want to I want to take a few moments and unpack these wise gifts that these wise men brought to Jesus because I believe that wise men and women still seek him. That's what you are today. I always tell you you're the smartest people in Orange County because here you are on a Sunday. You've come to worship Jesus. You're the smartest people in Orange County today because wise men are still offering gifts. And, and I think there's some imagery around these gifts. And I believe that, that what we'll see is that these same gifts are still on God's Christmas wish list even today. And you and I, I think we'll see this morning that we have the opportunity to present these same gifts to Jesus today. And here's what you need to understand. These gifts can only be presented to God while we're here on earth. These aren't gifts that you'll be able to present to Jesus in heaven. These gifts can only be brought to him on earth. And so we're talking about gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And these gifts at that time would have been extremely practical. And I, I, think, I think even today, probably on some Christmas lists, there's some gold listed. Right? Some of you ladies might be receiving some gold come, come your Christmas gift. You're, and, and no one is going to be upset about that. We're never upset about receiving gold. But there's also significance in, in all three of these gifts. And there's a reason that God is still looking for these exact same things. So let's just talk about them. Wait, is that okay? The first one is, is gold. And, and gold is not a metaphor for something else. We're not going to try and figure out what's really behind the text. It is what it is. It's, it's gold. And, and here's the thing that you need to grab a hold of. You can't give God gold in heaven. Because, because gold doesn't, isn't, isn't valuable there. The, the, the streets are going to be paved with gold. It's like giving God asphalt. Like, like that, that wouldn't make any sense because gold has no value in heaven. And actually there's no material possession that represents any true value in heaven. 
There's nothing that you can attain here on this earth, as important as it is for us here on this earth, there's, there's nothing that's materialistic that we can get in heaven that will mean anything at all. But on earth, we can offer our gold. We can offer our finances to the Lord. And I, I recognize that some of you are thinking, hey man, this is Christmas Eve. Like, like money is, is, is off limits. That's a touchy subject. And I would say, well, you're at Elevate and that's why we're bringing it up. Because it's usually those, those touchy things that, 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 that are an indication and a guide to where our hearts are at. Are you hearing me today? And so sometimes God uses touchy subjects to see if our heart is in the right place. Now, Carrie and I are regular givers of our tithe. And I want you to understand, this is not something that we just talk about from the stage. This is something that we are about. And if you attend our church, you would be familiar because you've heard us talk about the tithe. It, it's an important thing. And you probably, if you come to this church, you know Malachi chapter 3, verse 10 by, by heart. Because that's where the Bible says, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse so that there may be food in my house. And then God says, test me in this and see if I won't open up the windows of heaven and pour out blessing that you won't have room to contain. I was just talking today to Vince, all the way, Vince is all the way in the back, I was just talking to him today, and he told me that early in the year he had made a decision that he was going to begin to give a tithe to the Lord, he was going to be faithful in that, in that practice in his, in his home, and he was, he was making that decision when, when he was out of a job and things weren't going well financially, but God gave him a, a job in August. He started working at this brand just in August. We're talking about a few months ago. And do you know that at the end of this year, they gave him a massive bonus, and then on top of that, they gave him a good raise. And I was talking to him today, and he began to say, it all goes back to a decision that we made to put our hearts in the right place and to put God first. There's something about the tithe. This scripture is true. God says, test me and see if I won't open up the windows of heaven and pour out blessing. Now, here's the thing. I, I understand that the tithe belongs to the Lord. And, and there's been times in my life where I've been challenged by God to bring a sacrificial offering. And this is something that we'll never be able to do in heaven. We only have an opportunity on earth to present a sacrificial offering to the Lord because gold can't be given in heaven. It's, it's not, it's not, it's, it, it can only be presented to God here on earth. I remember there's one particular occasion where we were having a conference here at this church. We have an annual conference every single year. And this, was, this one would, would go way back because I remember that Carrie and I at the time were serving as youth pastors. We had three young children. And as, as a family, we had always been consistent with our tithe. But after that, it was pretty tough to, 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 to scrape anything else together. We were struggling as a family to make it all work. It's just the truth. How many have found yourself in that situation more than once? Just struggling to make it all work. And, and we, had, we had small kids. We had living expenses. We had all of these things. And so at this conference, there was a guest speaker that showed up. And he spoke a message about going the extra mile. And I remember listening to this message, and I felt the Lord put on my heart. He was going to be speaking again the following day. And I felt the Lord put on my heart to go to our bank and withdraw some cash and give it to this man. This is something that, 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 that I'd never felt before in my life. And I thought, I thought to myself at that moment, like, really? Like, he's going to get a love offering from our church. 
Like our church is going to is gonna 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 bless this man. And and and, and I'm thinking, and he's a full-on pastor. Like he's not a youth pastor. And and I'm thinking, he's, he makes more money than I do. Why would God want me to take money out of my account and give it to that guy? Do you see his car? His car is nicer than mine. Like, like why, why would God, he should be given an offering to me. That's what I began to think. Anybody ever thought that before? Like he should be presenting me with an offering. And I felt the Lord just kind of impress on my heart, Adam, this isn't about you. It's not about him. This offering is about me. This is about me, and I want to know, do I have your heart? Now imagine what it, would be, what it would be like to have God impress something like that on your heart and then silence the voice with excuses. That's what I was doing. I was trying to close down what God was doing in my life. I was trying to, trying to find a way to be disobedient to God. But, but, but imagine doing that only to one day arrive in heaven and realize that was my only chance. That was my only chance to give him that. And now I'm surrounded by gold. Like, like gold is, 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 is meaningless here in heaven. I had an opportunity to give him something that I can't give him here. And I refused. Imagine that. See, the wise men, they brought to Jesus their gold. And that's an offering that we can present to the Lord today. And no matter how you slice it, no matter how you try to figure it out in your mind, God wants to know this morning. He wants to know, are you willing to give him something that is precious to you? Are you willing to give him something that, 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 is, that means something to you? Can you present your gold to Jesus on this side of eternity? That's the question God wants to know. God, God, God's saying right now, I won't need it there, but I'm asking for it here. So we talk a lot about Malachi 3.10. All right, but we, I, just, I just shared it with you. And I love that entire passage. But when you read that, that passage, you recognize it's in two parts. The first part says this, bring all the tithe to the storehouse so that there be food in my house, right? And the second part says, test me and see if I won't open the windows of heaven and pour out blessing into your lap. And I, I wanna be honest with you today. I want you to hear my heart in this. Even if the second part didn't exist, even if the second part didn't exist, if God asked me to bring an offering to him so that there would be food in his house, I would do it. I would do it. I would do it, why? Because I love him. Because I love him. And I, in heaven, I won't have that opportunity to present to the Lord a tithe. In heaven, I won't have the opportunity to give God an offering. Tithing is for here on earth because when I get to heaven, all my needs are gonna be met. I'm not gonna be struggling anymore. So let's not, let's not waste the opportunity to present to the Lord something on earth that we can't give him in heaven. Gold, gold. The second thing was, was frankincense. Now this is something that we wouldn't be quite as familiar with. Actually, probably most of us in this place have no idea what frankincense is. I actually had to look it up and discover what it was, but frankincense is actually an oil that has a soothing aroma. 
It has, there's a fragrance to, to this oil. It's, it's, it's frankincense is actually cultivated from a Middle Eastern tree. And what they would do in order to, to derive this frankincense is they would scrape the bark, all right? They would cut into the tree. A substance would come bleeding out, and it, it, would, it would eventually harden. And they would collect that substance and then burn it, and that would present the aroma, that, that sweet-smelling, uh, soothing aroma, that pleasing aroma. So I began to think about it a little bit and try to present it in our terms. That in order for us to have this aroma, this soothing aroma, it's only possible by having bark stripped, getting cut, and burned. I just got to ask you today, has anybody ever been scraped, cut, and burned by someone else? Does anybody know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Anybody ever been burned by somebody? Anybody ever been cut by somebody? Do you know what I'm talking about then? Because it's when we're scraped and when we're cut and when we're burnt that instead of acting like the world and repaying evil for evil, responding with offense for offense, we respond differently. We respond in love and that presents a sweet smelling aroma to the Lord. This is what separates believers from unbelievers. Ephesians 5 says this, be imitators of God as his children. It says, and walk in love as Christ has loved us and given himself for us as an offering, a sacrifice to God for a sweet smelling aroma. We're talking about frankincense. Are you hearing me today? So you and I, when, when you and I walk in love in the midst of a hate-filled world, what that actually does is it presents an offering to God that we'll never be able to give him in heaven. Did you hear that today? You won't get triggered in heaven. Is anybody grateful for that? All right, you're not gonna get triggered in heaven, all right? All the offensive people won't be offensive anymore when you get to heaven. Is anybody grateful for that? Don't look around the people in church that have offended you. Like, that's not what we're looking for today. All right? No one is going to burn you in heaven. You're not going to get cut in heaven. All right? The only chance that you'll have to forgive for any of those things is here on earth. The only chance you're going to have to respond in kindness. The only chance you're going to have to respond in love is right here. The only time you'll, you'll be able to repay hate with love is right here. The only time you'll be able to overcome an offense. The only time you're going to get that chance is right here and right now. The only time that you'll have to be scraped and burnt and cut and then respond with a sweet smelling aroma is here on earth. You see, what frankincense is, is it's worship that's born out of sacrifice. It's worship born out of sacrifice. It's, it's worship that comes out of deep pain. I think all of us can recognize, and we've all felt deep pain. The, the past several years, it's like in our world, the, the past several years, I feel like agitation has been everywhere. Does anybody agree with that? It's like, it's like every word that you turn, like everybody's ticking everybody off, all right? And I think sometimes God actually can be an orchestrator of drama. It's like, I think God just kind of, and not in a wicked way, but I think God sometimes tries to or orchestrate, orchestrate drama, and I think he does it because he wants to see, he's testing us to see 
James would actually say that it's a testing of your faith or the proving of a genuineness of your faith that God's going to allow you, he's going to place you in situations, and I think Christmas is one of those situations. Because Christmas time is one of those opportunities for agitation. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Come on, has anybody been agitated? Come on, anybody, been, anybody come here this morning agitated? Like you know what you're dealing with in the next couple of days. You know who you're going to be seeing in the next couple of days. And I think Christmas time is one of those, those places, and, we, and Carrie mentioned it, that, that it's, a, it's a magnifier. Christmas and the holidays magnify. And, and people sometimes seem like they're just waiting for something to be agitated at, something to, to, for them to get upset about, something to, to direct their agitation toward. You know what I'm talking about? But what, what pleases God is a fragrance. That someone who's an imitator of God, who knows how to walk in love, someone who is quick to forgive. That's what God's looking for. And that's what presents this sweet smelling aroma to the Lord. And I, recently, I, I, was, I was around a conversation where someone was throwing some passive aggressive jabs my direction. Anybody ever been in one of those before? You know what I'm talking about? Ever been in a, in a conversation with someone who has like these thinly veiled insults kind of coming your way? Anybody ever had one of those before? Everyone knows that it's happening. Like everyone knows what's going on. They know and I know. Do you know what I'm talking about? All right, everyone, everyone knows. And, and, and here's the thing, I, in my, I'm not one that just kind of lets things go. That's not my personality. Like I, I want to handle it. And I, I knew it was about to go bad because I was feeling prickly all over. Does anybody, can anybody relate to that feeling? That prickly feeling, you feel yourself kind of rising up. And I wanted to fight fire with fire. That Metallica song was rolling in my head, fight fire with fire. Like, it was going on in my head, and, and I'm looking to take that offense and be offensive right back. And I felt the Lord kind of, kind of put inside of my heart, Adam, you're only going to have the opportunity to get this right this time once. You're only going to get this chance once. This is your chance, Pastor Adam, to be a Christian. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> you ever notice how God provides these opportunities quite a bit? Like God, God provides these opportunities. And here's the thing. We love to say we're a Christian until we're provided the opportunity to actually act like one. Merry Christmas. And so I decided in that moment, I felt the conviction of God, I decided I'm not going to grab this offense and hold on to it. I, I refuse to do that. I'm not going to allow bitterness. I'm not going to allow unforgiveness to come into my heart. I won't repay evil for evil because that's not who I am. And I actually felt the Lord in that moment say, well done, good and faithful servant. I felt the Lord smile on me because that's how God feels when we walk in kindness and respond in love, even when that's not being reciprocated. Do you know what I'm talking about? Because when we do that, our lives become a sweet smelling aroma. And we can only, we can only provide that through forgiveness and kindness. We can only be someone with a soft heart in the middle of a cold, hard world. 
are you, are you hearing me today? It only can happen here on earth. You'll never be able to provide that, that aroma in heaven. There won't be offense. There won't be opportunity for, for forgiveness. There won't be bitterness. It won't happen. There's not going to be any passive aggressive conversations in heaven. It will never take place. And so the only opportunity we have to present that sweet smelling aroma is right here, right now on this earth. And that's why God is asking for it here. The third one is myrrh. And this is also a, 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 a substance that we wouldn't be very familiar with. But myrrh is an, an embalming spice. It's an embalming spice. It was actually used to embalm a body and prepare it for burial, which is pretty strange to, to hand out at a, at, at a baby you know, party. Like that's, that's kind of weird, right? But, but I think it was very symbolic of what Jesus came to do. And so they presented myrrh, and we know that Jesus came to this world, and why? He came to give his life for us. He came to give his life for us on earth. And here's the truth, and you need to grab a hold of this. The only opportunity that we'll have to give our lives to Jesus is also here on this earth. There's an expiration date on our ability to truly give your life to God. Like you, you, that doesn't last forever. I, I've actually been reading a fascinating book, and it's called Heaven by Randy Alcorn. Heaven called Randy Alcorn. Now, this isn't a book that I probably would have been very interested in, you know, 15 years ago. Even 20 years ago, when I was a little bit younger, as a young person, thinking about heaven or reading about heaven sounds pretty like, like you know, it sounds far away. You know what I'm talking about? And because when you're young, you don't think about heaven very much. You're not thinking about eternity. But, but when you get a little older and all of a sudden grandpa is attached to your name, like things begin to change a little bit, right? All of a sudden you start to realize, hey man, heaven may be a little, a little closer than I think. It may be a little closer than I'd like to think. And, 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 and maybe you start to realize, hey, the sand is kind of running out of the hourglass. I probably have less time here than, I, than I've been here, if that makes any sense. I don't know. <laughs> and here's this thing. Obviously, we, we understand that Jesus came and died for us. We understand that Jesus came as a gift for us. But I would say, here today, on the eve of Christmas, on the dawn of a brand new year, I would say to you today, now is your opportunity to give your whole life to God. You see, so many Christians, they want God to be part of their life. They want God to be a part of their life. And they'll give God certain parts of their lives, but then they wonder why the other parts of their life is such a mess. And the reason is, is because you're keeping the parts you want and messing them up. It got quiet right when I said that. But the truth is, the reason you're, you're, you, you notice your life is kind of out of sorts is because the areas that you keep, you don't keep them well. You're, you're not able to because your whole life was meant to belong to God. And so what happens is when our life is a mess, we complain to God and, and blame God for the choices that we've made. Do you understand what I'm talking about? But here's, here's the thing you need to grab a hold of today. It doesn't work that way. And the challenge today to you is to give your entire life to God. Give him everything. 
And here's what I've realized. You only have that opportunity this side of eternity. You only have that opportunity to worship him in less than perfect circumstances this side of eternity. Because in heaven, we'll worship because we won't be able to help ourselves. Like there won't be a decision that we have to make. We won't even have a choice. The Bible says that the elders are surrounding the throne and they're, they're constantly worshiping the Lord and singing, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. And here's the thing, in heaven, you won't be able to withhold your praise. It, it won't be a decision, why? Because he's too good. God is too magnificent. And so right here on this earth, there's gonna be times where you're gonna have to come to the Lord with a sacrifice of praise. Right here on earth, there's gonna be times that you're gonna have to, to make a choice that I'm gonna worship him even though I'm in pain. Even though I'm in pain, I'm gonna worship him. We see a prime example of that in the life of Job. And so for 42 chapters, we're reading about a man who's lost everything. And yet in all of this, he says, the Bible says that Job did not sin or charge God with wrong. Instead, he worshiped. He worshiped. And here's the thing. In this life, and I think many of us know this to be true because some of us are going through some really tough times right now. Some of us are, are in agony at this very moment. And there's going to be times in your life where God is going to ask you to give an offering of your worship. And you're not going to feel like it. You're not going to want to. And God will ask you to worship him while you're in pain. I remember walking through cancer with, with my wife. And there would be times that we would come to church there were times when we would lead services and it was extremely difficult. Like it was less than stellar circumstances. But here's the thing, and I'm proud to say today, we stayed married. We, we continued to look after our kids. We stood in front of this church and remained and, and continued to declare the goodness of God. We, we lifted our hands. We, 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 we worship the Lord in the altar like we always do. We shout it aloud. We put a smile on our faces, all while having an ache, a deep ache inside of our, of our heart. And listen, as painful as that was at that time, I can only ever present that to God once. I'll never get that opportunity back. Because when I lift my hands in eternity, it's because everything's been made right. Are you, are you with me today? When I'm lifting my hands in, in eternity, there won't be tears because he'll wipe away every tear. That everything that I don't know now, I will know then. Do you, do you, do you understand this today? See, right now, I don't know everything. I was having a conversation this week with someone that doesn't understand why this is happening. As I was able to share a scripture that says that the secret things belong to the Lord. Like there's certain things this side of eternity we'll never understand, that we won't get. Sometimes I don't get it. Sometimes it doesn't make sense. I, sometimes I wish God would tell me, but he doesn't. See, the thing is, I wanna tell God what to do. I wanna tell God how things should be done, but here's the truth, he doesn't work for me. I work for him. And so there's gonna be times where you're going to have to worship him in the midst of confusion. 
when you don't understand what's going on and on the inside it's pain and it feels like all you're giving him is an offering of myrrh. It's, 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 it's an embalming spice. It's, it's, it's while you're dying. It's while you're in deep pain. And you present to the Lord an offering of worship. And it's like saying, oh God, I've given you my whole life. It's myrrh. It's myrrh. And here's the thing. It's hard to give gold, isn't it? It's hard, especially when it's tight. Especially when you're having a hard time figuring out how am I gonna make all of this work? How am I gonna make these ends meet? It's hard to give gold. But you'll only have the opportunity to do that here on earth. It's hard to give frankincense. Especially when you're surrounded by so many offensive people. Especially when you're agitated by even your closest family members. You know what I'm talking about. It's hard to give frankincense when it requires being cut, scraped, and burnt. It's hard. And it's hard to give myrrh when your insides are falling apart because you're in pain. It's hard to give those things. But listen, one day, everything is gonna be complete. Everything's gonna be put back together again. And one day, when we stand before Jesus, the same Jesus, listen to this, who bears the scars of doing everything I just told you. See, Jesus gave it all. Everything that I just talked about today, Jesus did it. He bears those scars. And, and listen, when you stand before him in that moment, you will understand. You'll understand then, oh, it's so worth it. It was so worth it. Because when you had a chance to bring those wise gifts to God, you did. You did. You see, when you get to heaven, God's not going to be looking for medals. He's not going to be asking about your degrees. He's not going to want to see your diploma. He doesn't care about any of those things. He's going to be looking for scars. Scars that say, I did it. I did it on earth. Lord, when you asked for those offerings, I didn't turn my back, I didn't turn around, I didn't slide back, I stayed faithful to you. I stayed faithful. Listen, wise men present wise gifts. And they're the gifts that can only be presented to God here on this earth. And so I wanna, I wanna challenge you today, and this is it. I wanna challenge you today. Present the gold. Give the Lord frankincense. Offer God the myrrh this Christmas. Still, still the gifts that are on his wish list. And we can provide them to him today. Amen. Can we bow our heads all of this room? Let's pray together. Can we do that? God, we thank you today. God, we thank you today. Wow, we thank you today that you're the one perfect sacrifice. Lord, that we have the opportunity right here on this earth. We have the opportunity right here on this earth present you this side of eternity what we can only give you here we have the opportunity we, we understand we won't have that same opportunity in heaven we only get that chance right here I'm sure today some of you have felt a challenge and I hope hopefully that's true every time you come to church but the challenge is today to give to the Lord what he's asking for and he's asking for a sacrifice of, of finances he's asking for gold and maybe 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 today you'll accept that challenge 
right now. Maybe that's something that you're not willing to give up, give up yet. You've had trouble doing that. It's, let, me just, let me just put your heart at ease. It's not easy. If, if it was easy, everybody could do it. So we understand it's, it's not easy, but it's a gift. It's a sacrifice that we can offer to the Lord. I want to challenge you. Maybe you're feeling that challenge. You say, you know what? I'm going to present that offering to the Lord. I'm going to give God what he asks for while I can. When we're talking about frankincense today, some of you today in this room right now, you're struggling internally because, because of hurt. You've been betrayed. You've been cut. You've been, you've been kind of blindsided. And it's caused you to hold inside unforgiveness, even bitterness. You find yourself talking negatively about someone. Listen, listen, that, that's not how God asks us to respond. He says, I want you to respond to hate. I want you to respond to hurt. I want you to respond in love. That's what presents that sweet smelling aroma to the Lord. And so maybe right now you're being challenged. My only opportunity to present this gift is here on earth. Earth, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna offer forgiveness. I'm, I'm gonna offer a sacrifice of kindness from my heart. I'm gonna give it to the Lord. Maybe you're talking about myrrh. Some of you today are in deep pain. Deep pain. Things have happened in your life, and it could be it could be current situations. But I think oftentimes, especially around the holidays, we're reminded of of other things. And maybe today you're, you're saying, like, I don't understand it. I don't, I don't understand why God would allow this. I don't, I don't, listen, now's an opportunity to bring an offering of worship to the Lord. The only chance you'll be able to worship the Lord when you don't know the answers to these questions is here on earth. And maybe you say, you know what, I'm gonna present that to God. I'm gonna give God my worship, even in my pain. Thank you, Lord. God, I thank you for these decisions that are being made even now. Even now, God, I pray right now that you touch each heart, God. Each heart as they make this choice, God. Lord, we thank you, Lord, that you're here with us. That you're man, Emmanuel, God, with us. Lord, even in the hard times, even when it doesn't make sense, you're always there. God, and for that, we're a grateful people. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. I want to do something today. And I know there's quite a few people here today, but I think it'd be really awesome if all of us just kind of migrated toward the front. We're going to sing the song we sang in worship today, but I wonder if you wouldn't. I know, I know if those of you that are in the back, you're going to have a hard time getting to the front. I get that. But why don't you, can we all just stand and just migrate a little bit? Kind of let's, let's just move in. Let's just move in. And as a family, can we offer some worship to the Lord? You know, we sang this song a little bit earlier. But I think, it's, I think it's important for us right now on this Christmas day to present the Lord an offering of worship. Would you, would you as a family maybe come down, just migrate a little bit towards the front and let's worship the Lord together. Come on. Oh, Jesus, lay it all on the altar. Sing it out. If all you ever want. If all you ever wanted was my Come on, let's sing together. If all you ever wanted, Lord, if all you ever wanted was my heart, then here it is, here it is, lay it all on the altar. Oh, God, we worship you. Oh, yeah. If all you ever wanted was my heart, then here it is, here it is, lay it all on the altar. Oh, yeah. 
Come on, can we just tell the Lord we love Him right there where you're standing? Just, just worship the Lord just for a moment. Out of your mouth, just tell the Lord how much you love Him. God, we love you. Lord, we worship you. You deserve our highest praise, God. You alone are worthy, God. Lord, we present to you a sacrifice of praise. Lord, we lift our hearts to you today. We acknowledge you, our Messiah, God, our King, our Lord, our Savior. God, we worship you. Come on, one more time. I worship you. together. It really does, doesn't it? Amen. Amen. Well, hey, Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas, everyone. I just want to extend our warmest wishes to your entire family, from our family to you. We love you guys so much. I was just in worship this morning as we began to sing together, and as I saw Gabriel walk up here and and then I saw Natisha walk up here. I said, man, I love this church. I love this family so much. I'm so glad that God's brought us together. I really, really am. We can be with each other when things are tough, and we can make a decision that Jesus front and center always. He, he gets our worship 100%. Amen. I love you guys so much. Merry Christmas. Enjoy the holiday. Celebrate one another. Love on each other before you leave. God bless you guys.